Reginald's Choir Treat by Saki Read by Richard Crowest Never, wrote Reginald to his most darling friend, be a pioneer. It's the early Christian that gets the fattest lion. Reginald, in his way, was a pioneer. None of the rest of his family had anything approaching Titian hair or a sense of humour, and they used primroses as a table decoration. It follows that they never understood Reginald, who came down late to breakfast and nibbled toast and said disrespectful things about the universe. The family ate porridge and believed in everything, even the weather forecast. Therefore the family was relieved when the vicar's daughter undertook the reformation of Reginald. Her name was Amabel. It was the vicar's one extravagance. Amabel was accounted a beauty and intellectually gifted. She never played tennis and was reputed to have read Maeterlinck's Life of the Bee. If you abstain from tennis and read Maeterlinck in a small country village, you are of necessity intellectual. Also, she had been twice to Fécon to pick up a good French accent from the Americans staying there. Consequently, she had a knowledge of the world which might be considered useful in dealings with a worldling. Hence the congratulations in the family when Amabel undertook the reformation of its wayward member. Amabel commenced operations by asking her unsuspecting pupil to tea in the vicarage garden. She believed in the healthy influence of natural surroundings, never having been in Sicily, where things are different. And like every woman who has ever preached repentance to unregenerate youth, she dwelt on the sin of an empty life, which always seems so much more scandalous in the country where people rise early to see if a new strawberry has happened during the night. Reginald recalled the lilies of the field, which simply sat and looked beautiful and defied competition. "'But that is not an example for us to follow,' gasped Amabel. "'Unfortunately, we can't afford to. You don't know what a world of trouble I take in trying to rival the lilies in their artistic simplicity. You are really indecently vain of your appearance. A good life is infinitely preferable to good looks. You agree with me that the two are incompatible?' I always say beauty is only sin deep. Amabel began to realise that the battle is not always to the strong-minded. With the immemorial resource of her sex, she abandoned the frontal attack and laid stress on her unassisted labours in parish work, her mental loneliness, her discouragements, and at the right moment she produced strawberries and cream. Reginald was obviously affected by the latter, and when his preceptress suggested that he might begin the strenuous life by helping her to supervise the annual outing of the bucolic infants who composed the local choir, his eyes shone with the dangerous enthusiasm of a convert. Reginald entered on the strenuous life alone, as far as Amabel was concerned. The most virtuous women are not proof against damp grass, and Amabel kept her bed with a cold. Reginald called it a dispensation. It had been the dream of his life to stage-manage a choir outing. With strategic insight he led his shy, bullet-headed charges to the nearest woodland stream and allowed them to bathe. Then he seated himself on their discarded garments and discoursed on their immediate future, which, he decreed, was to embrace a bacchanalian procession through the village. 
Forethought had provided the occasion with a supply of tin whistles, but the introduction of a he-goat from a neighbouring orchard was a brilliant afterthought. Properly, Reginald explained, there should have been an outfit of panther skins. As it was, those who had spotted handkerchiefs were allowed to wear them, which they did with thankfulness. Reginald recognised the impossibility, in the time at his disposal, of teaching his shivering neophytes a chant in honour of Bacchus, so he started them off with a more familiar, if less appropriate, temperance hymn. After all, he said, it is the spirit of the thing that counts. Following the etiquette of dramatic authors on first nights, he remained discreetly in the background while the procession, with extreme diffidence and the goat, wound its way lugubriously towards the village. The singing had died down long before the main street was reached, but the miserable wailing of pipes brought the inhabitants to their doors. Reginald said he had seen something like it in pictures. The villagers had seen nothing like it in their lives, and remarked as much freely. Reginald's family never forgave him. They had no sense of humour. 